talking property and my guest today is Nick Tuney in these unprecedented times. And uh, Nick, look, the property market, you know, is it going to crash? Is it, you know, is it time to buy? Is it time to sell? Um, so many people are predicting what's going on. So I wish we had a crystal ball, but what's your prediction? Hey, Suze. Yeah, great to um, great to chat again. I think, um, I think where the market's at at the moment is in a position of too early to tell. I find that I've been watching a few webinars and I've been watching a few people on you know, Instagram and Facebook um, and even some of the news news channels as well sort of saying, oh, this is what it's going to look like post COVID and all that sort of stuff. And I, I sit back and I go, how the hell can we even begin to predict what's going to happen when we've never been through anything like this at all? I mean, we've been through, well, I was only a young fella, but a lot of people would probably have experienced it from a from a, a larger level. But the, you know, there was a recession in the '90s. There was, you know, we went through the global financial crisis. Um, we've been through that Royal Commission situation. So we've been through a lot of economic downturn, which has caused you know uproar in the property market. There's been a few key um, federal and government, and local government changes to you know stamp duty and the way we buy property and land taxes and so forth. But We've never seen anything, and they call it this pandemic, that's affected not only um, us as, as people being able to you know, leave their house, but also um, from a financial point of view, there's you know, more and more people losing their jobs. Um, and then from a health perspective, people are sort of you know, more cautious than ever before to be out in public and, and doing these one-on-one -on -one appointments or open for inspections or you know, display launches as I'm, I'm sort of used to. So I'm finding, you know, to be able to predict something like this is, I'd say it's on the verge of impossible. With the stimulus package that the government released, you know, quite a few weeks ago now, that's all going to come to an end at some point. So I'm really, I mean, if I was going to predict something, it would be that we're not going to know anything and we're not going to be able to even make a call on anything until um, that sort of runs dry. Because I think once people have lost the, their payments and their regular payments to keep things sort of moving, um, it's really going to be able to sort of give us a good barometer as to where where we sit, where the market sits and, and what's going to happen moving forward. Now, that's the big picture. What about what's happening in your ground zero where you are? Yeah, well, I'm still seeing, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a little bit of activity, um, but not the not the volume of sales that, that we've been used to. I haven't seen it, you know, this, this down for, for years. And people are really hesitant to either even make a decision. There's been quite a few inquiries, but I think because I'm up in the Geelong region, um, I've noticed a big trend and I've noticed a few, there's been a few statistics from, from REA and Domain and, um, and basically what it's saying is that the inquiry on regional Melbourne or regional Victoria rather has, has increased dramatically over the past sort of six to eight weeks. Um, so that means, you know, that people moving out of possibly moving out of busy Melbourne, you know, where, you know, the popula population's a lot denser than these regional areas. Um, and people are saying, well, look, well, you know, I can work from home now um, or I can be more flexible from that point of view. So maybe maybe a coastal change or, or something out to Geelong or Torquay or Bourne or Anglesey or Bowen Heads for that matter, you know, wherever that may be, I think that might be something that's going to be on the increase. And we are connected, as you said, because we're getting used to working from home. You live in the Geelong area. What have you found the biggest changes going from Melbourne to Geelong and regional Victoria? Oh, I have to say I love it. Um, you know, it's 
it's it's quite it's it's busy here still. You know, there's this amazing cafes and restaurants, and there's a real there's a real presence of um, you know quality quality operators moving into the area and some great little bars. I mean, although we we can't go to them at the moment and we can't enjoy them, but I've noticed that over the past couple of years. Um, but there's just a lot less people down this way where Melbourne was, you know, obviously, like I said before, so densely populated. It's nice. You sort of got a bit more freedom. You got a bit of breathing space between you, and and you've still got the the community feel um, in a big way. Even the whole community. It's not just based on what suburb you live in, but the whole region of Geelong. I think is is united in that sense, and that's something that I really, I really love. Um, I really love that, and that sort of leads, you know, leads into everything that we do on a daily basis down here you know you, you find that you know whether it be on social media or face to face or wherever it might be people are really banded together and and are working with each other and helping each other and everybody knows pretty much everybody around here and you know if you need a if you need a hand you're only a, a phone call or a, or a instagram text or whatever it might be just a way to get get the help you need so we're really supporting our locals and and really making sure that that everyone's doing well through this period um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. The kids are happy. The kids are really settled and, um, you know, we're close to, close to a lot of good people. Now you mentioned about real estate and that there will obviously be, uh, inquiry because people are looking at their health, getting out in the fresh air. So of course, whether it's a sea change or the tree change, what have you found as far as the real estate goes? You said that there's been spikes, but, uh, in, in your world, in real estate, are you working on any projects? Yeah, well, I've just I've just started working on a um, on a really exciting project actually in in Geelong itself. Um, there's there's going to be just over a hundred apartments in a um, in a building that's that's going to have a hotel attached to it too. So there's there's quite an exciting story around that. It's right on the um, sort of right on the edge of Geelong CBD. So you've got you know proximity walking distance to Deakin University. Um, you've got um, the hospital not too far away. There's also the other Deakin campus in Warren Ponds and also the, the brand new Epworth Hospital. So it's in a really, really good position. And I think the market out this way um, is is quite strong and has got the ability to absorb quite a number of these these apartments. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, families that are, you know, whether they've got young kids at home looking to get them out of the house so they can sort of start their empty nester journey. Or it's um, you know it's other people from around Melbourne and international and even you know Sydney that are looking to to buy something in the area where they know that there's there's good amenity there's obviously good schools um, with Geelong College and Geelong Grammar but also the, the Deakin University draw card's a big one and the waterfront and the shopping strips are, are becoming better and better every day you know there's some little bars opening up that are really it's almost like a micro melbourne in a sense where they've sort of picked the best out of melbourne and trying to put it into into a new new area like like geelong um, and when i say new area it's sort of getting a revamp that's it's obviously got a lot of history attached to it too so and then you've got the other the other side you've got ndis you've got um tac you've got work cover so there's significant significant movement from a from a blue collar centric area to a more white collar there's a lot of a lot of young professionals coming into the area and and that's a really positive thing and you know the amount of prams you see around the area shows that there's a lot of young families and people willing to to make that trek from melbourne up to geelong to move uh, but also have the flexibility to work and play in an environment which is um which is open to to growing families because of course the uh, train system that runs like every hour and it's uh, quite a pleasant journey yeah, well, I did. And when I was working in Melbourne, um, I wouldn't do it every day, but 
on the odd occasion, I'd jump on the jump on the V line, and it was it was quite a, it's quite a nice trip. I mean, you can you can doze off, you can get a bit of work done. You know, I, I tried to meditate a few times while I was on the train, but I always get interrupted by the ticket inspector asking for my ticket. So I keep that for when I'm at home. But but for most part, it was a um, yeah, it's a nice nice journey. And you know, if that high speed train comes in and, and all that sort of stuff, and and if life life gets back to some sort of level of normality where people can actually commute and be within a safe distance of each other or whatever the whatever the rules will be, who knows? Um, I think that's going to be a good thing. The spirit of Tasmania is also uh, headed that way, isn't it, in the next couple of years as the main port? Yeah, well, again, it's just another draw card for, for people to, to, to come here and come and enjoy what Geelong has to offer. And not just Geelong, but you've got you know, it's Geelong and the Surf Coast. So, you know, from, from here, you're a short trip, you're 55, 60 minutes away from Melbourne, but you've also got, you know, Bow and Heads, Anglesey, um, you know, and even up a bit further out to Lawn. So you've got access to some of the greatest coastlines in the world, um, but still being able to live, work and play in your in your area. So I think from an overall perspective, there's um, the, the next few years, I think, in Geelong are going to be really, really exciting. And of course, it's home to the second oldest Aussie Rules footy club. So you being the Bulldog supporter that you are and you love your footy, has Brian Cook managed to win you over to the Cats? Yeah, well, look, I'm a board and bred, you know, West Suburban boy, so I don't think um, you can ever take the dog out of me. Um, but I certainly have grown to, to love the Cats as well. So I get out and see a few games now and then. I did have a membership for a little while um, as well. So, yeah, and I definitely like the Cats. And it's a bit hard with the kids because they go to um, they go to school and they have a wear your footy club uh, jumper day. And, um, you know, you've got 95% of the kids wearing Cats and then you've got a couple of little Bulldogs running around. Um, my son actually said, do you mind if we buy a cat's jumper just just so I can wear that instead so I said no I said don't be ashamed of uh, who you barrack for you know it's a big part of who you are so I'll um, I'll be I'll be making sure that that stays uh that's that stays in the family for a long long time and <laughs> talking of the kids um you know we went uh, we last time we chatted we talked about you in isolation with the children um what's happening away from work for you yeah so we you know <laughs> I've got I've got the kids at home, so trying to be trying to be dad, and then also trying to be teacher, um, and then trying to be um, you know also dad again. It's been a bit it's been a bit challenging. I mean, the kids do what they need to do, and they're doing they're doing a really good job. I've noticed Ari can now spell cat, which is good. I think the first time he did it, I said spell cat. He goes cat at F S M. So you know that's um, we've we've made progression there. You can spell cat C A T and do all that sort of stuff now. So that's good. And Lily's doing really well. Her writing's improved, and which is good. But then I've also tried to um, I actually got some got some stuff from Bunnings and started building a billy cart with the kids, just to do something a little bit different, which is still you know um, dad like uh, because I found that the kids were getting a bit you know, a bit distant from me because I was always trying to get them to do schoolwork. So um, that's been good, you know, and I'll tell Ari, who's only in grade prep, I'll say, Ari, pass me 10 screws, and then he'll give me 10 screws. And I actually say, no, 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 can you take three back because I don't need that many. How many are you going to give me now? And he's like thinking with his fingers, and he goes, it's eight. And I say, good boy. So we're still learning and doing things, but trying to do it in a different way where they've still got that, you know, the nurturing father beside them as opposed to, a you know, a grumbling sort of teacher of sorts. Yeah, it has been quite challenging. You hear, I mean, obviously teachers are uh, a lot more respected now after the parents have had to homeschool. But 
As far as your fitness and all of that, how's that going in isolation that, well, we can now go and train outside? Yeah, well, training, I mean, training-wise, I've, I've been really consistent. So I started my challenge, you know, sort of midway through last year. So I think I'm sort of edging on 270-odd days uh, where I've trained. I've sort of changed my eating ways to more, more of the vegan-style eating or actually all vegan, 100% vegan. So that's been going really well. Um, I feel super healthy and really fit, and I've been training. I've got my great setup in the um, in the garage, so I still train every day. I've got a good um, a good CrossFit crew down in Breakwater, uh, Breakwater Athletics. So they do they do um, online um, workouts for us every single day, and it's a really really good community. It keeps you motivated, um, and then I'm also doing a strength program with somebody else. So. I've been able to keep up all that. It feels good. I'm I'm still still fit. I've probably eaten a little bit more because I've been a bit creative in the kitchen, creating some you know different recipes and different different food for myself and the kids. So so that's been good. Um, but yeah, getting out. Look, I'm probably going to start running. I think I need to get into a bit of a shredding program now, so I can lose a little bit of the the body fat that I've put on since um since I've been sort of stuck indoors. But yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling amazing. So I really want to get to you know, the age of 40, which is in a, in a few months, October 7th, and be the fittest I've ever been. So from a mental perspective, you know, it's a bit hard to be stuck indoors, but I think um, I'm really good training by myself. I sort of set myself some pretty high high targets to achieve and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that I'm, I'm getting there and doing that. So it's been good. There's been good support from people around me, good support from people on uh, social media. Um, my mates still hang a bit of crap on me for doing 25 selfies a day, but they'll have to get used to it i'll uh i won't i won't stop all that sort of stuff but seeing everybody else out there doing it too you know and setting up their little home gyms it's it's really motivating and i think it's going to create you know that no excuse attitude for a lot of people that probably weren't in that position beforehand where they've had to you know keep fit at home they've had to keep fit in isolation so i think from a health perspective the ones that are doing it are going to be really good and they're going to continue to do it it's also really good for people's mental health um, you know, I really worry about those that, that are at home and, and are struggling, that you hope they've got people around them that can, you know, can reach out to them or, or they can reach out to them and, and have good chats because I think, yeah, I think over the coming months, I think if there's one thing we can predict as well, I think, you know, mental health is going to be a really big focus as people are unemployed and, and probably sitting in some not great habits. So that's a, that's a real area where I think, you know, people should be focusing and, and making sure that we as a community stay strong, stay fit, stay healthy and, and mentally uh, mentally strong as well. Well, Nick, you can read the market and um, you read it because you did the big change in your life last year and um, made big changes both at work and socially for where you were living. For those that have been in isolation and at home and are starting to rethink um, their lives, what would you say was the defining factor for you to actually make the changes and any regrets? Yeah, I think, I mean, I was sort of at the, at the, the tail end of moving from uh, a state agency, so my old business into Colliers. And, you know, I really sat, sat with myself and identified the areas of my life that were going well and I identified the areas of my life that, 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 um, that weren't. You know, and I sort of looked at it and I said, shit, I'm not, not working out as much as I used to. I'm drinking too much. I'm doing all the bad things that, you know, that set in when you're really stressed and, and sort of mental health is suffering a little bit. So I sort of put everything out on the table. I did some pros and cons and then, you know, decided that this was my opportunity to make a change. And the only person that was going to do it, you know, was me. No one was telling me to do it. 
they, um, you know, I think they, they tried telling me that quite a few months before that. So I really sat with it and said, right, this is the time I need to make a change. So if anyone's out there that's that's struggling with with an element of their life, you know, I looked at it and said, well, I want to spend time with my kids. I want to be close to my kids. I want to be healthy. I want to be fit. I want to be focused. I want to take, you know, the next the next 10 years of my life and really do something bigger and better than I did in the, the previous 10 years. And, you know, working from home has been, you know, a really big and, and exciting and also been really comfortable for me because I know that when you're at home, you can be quite lazy, but if you set up your week and your day and every morning you look at what you need to do, you can go through that list and I've triaged things a lot. You know, I do the most important thing first and get through it. So they know that the, the end of the day, um, you know, if anything else pops up, I can do it, but at least I know that I've done everything that I needed to do in order to get my day underway and week underway, which then turns into a successful month, which then turns into a successful quarter and then turns into a, a brilliant year. So I think the, the way that we live is going to change dramatically. I think, you know, there'll be office space less used. Um, there'll be smaller offices. There'll be more boutique offices opening up. I think there'll be agencies that open up without an office and maybe just a shared space that they can use from a boardroom perspective. Um, so I'm really, really open and excited to look at what the what the real estate streetscape's gonna look like in the future. And it's one thing that's sort of sitting in my mind too as to what I what I do next next and how I use this Geelong project to sort of use as a platform to maybe maybe get back into the market in some way, shape or form. So it's kind of exciting. I'm Suzanne Jones, and if you'd like to be part of our podcast series, get in touch with us at podcastnow.com.au.